Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Lay back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we, well, we try to promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. Follow us at Listen and Sleep. And the reason I said to lie back is that me and my guest happen to be in the Casper Natmobile. That's right, the Natmobile. Uh, and today's show is sponsored by Casper.com. Thank you, Casper, for sponsoring our show. If you want to receive $50 towards any mattress purchased from Casper, go to caspertrial.com slash insomnia. That's right. That's our, our, I don't know, I guess you'd call it our, our URL. And you type in 50 sleep. That's five zero sleep. And you'll get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. We're going to talk more about Casper because we're here in their pod lying on their awesome mattress. But speaking of awesome, my guest today is an awesome person who happens to be a good friend of mine. Welcome, Chris Bond. Marco, it's it's so great to be here in the pod, laying down. Do you know, Chris, this is the most comfortable interview ever. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever recorded one of our podcasts from a mattress. You'd think we would have done one be- but before, so thank you for... I mean, when you're thinking about just having a calm and, and kind of chill conversation, I don't think it gets better than laying down and chilling in this pod, and this pod is... Pretty comfortable. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty I think it's great. And and look out for the Natmobile and and their hashtag Nap Tour coming to a city near you. I want to go on a Nap Tour right now. <laughs> How great would that be? Yeah. Instead of going on like a crazy tour, like I'm doing a Nap Tour. Yeah, you know, I, how was uh, how was Chicago? It was great. I slept so. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I've known you for years, and you are the artistic director of Star Fox. You are a director, a writer, a published author, but the thing that I hold closest in my heart about you is that you have perfect pitch. <laughs> Explain to people what perfect pitch is. Oh, perfect pitch. Well, perfect pitch is uh, it's, it's about talking about your ear. And you can essentially, if someone says, hey, sing an A, you can just belt out an A. a. Or if you, you can tell if, uh, if a song's in the right key or not. Right. It's basically being a human pitch pipe, essentially. And can you... You know, acapella groups? So yeah, like, of course. You can and just like, hey, blow me a B. I can just sing you a B. And can you hear the note that someone sings? Like, do you know when someone sings, that's an A, that's a C, that's a whatever? Like, do you hear that as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, essentially, okay. yeah. I mean, it's kind of... Sorry, and I, don't, I know it's, it's a basic, unique. I know it's a basic question, but... No, it's, 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 that's just my one superpower. Man. Uh, I mean, it's a great, and I'll tell you why it's something I'll always remember. So Chris and I were in a show years ago, and I'm not a singer, but there was an element where we had to sing as a group, a bunch of, a bunch of guys, and I would have... The most fun because I would be singing next to Chris, 
And whenever I would, and it wouldn't happen often, but when I would hit the note, Chris would always look at me and point at me like, you did it, you hit the right note. And it always made me feel so great. I feel like, I feel like you were a little uh, self-conscious about, like, it was a big note. Right. It was up there. Yeah. And then I'd be like, you got it, it's in you, man. Yeah. And then when you would hit that thing, and it was beautiful. Yeah, there like, you go. Because you, you put some stank on that. <laughs> I try. Yeah, I try. it was good. Now, how, so how did you get into directing? You know what? I came from... Um, like a lot of guys who are in the theater business, I fancied myself an actor. wasn't very good. No, I wouldn't say that. Well, but I wasn't. You know, oh, well, yeah, we acted because we did. Obviously. And you were actually quite the mentor for me on the improvising side of things, which was obviously not my forte. Right. But um, I feel like actors have good instincts. Right. You know. So when I was in theater school, I was doing some musicals and kind of starting to learn the craft and how it all works and you know you're moving from doing high school shows and not knowing sure. really anything to being really digging your 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 sinking your teeth into like more about the the process and how to how to really take the show somewhere else and make it something sure. more moving and uh i was more of a comedic performer and i right. was enjoying myself and i could sing right with the voice and all that um but i remember i was in a show and I had never had an experience where, like this, where I didn't really get along with a director, and I basically didn't agree with. Fair. And I was just like, my instincts were totally contrasting with their vision, I suppose. And this was a comic show, like a comedic, and this is like in university. So sure. It's like there's low stakes, no one's getting paid, right. we're all volunteers. So I basically said, I could direct this. How hard can this be? Sure. And then the next year, with our little university company I decided to be the director and and it was just a totally different kind of satisfaction you know what I mean I got something totally unique out of it it felt really cool and so that was it that was I've kind of dropped the acting or wasn't as passionate about acting and was more interested in in directing and that and quite truthfully when you want to get a job in directing you don't just walk out of school and go hey I'm a director sure sure you gotta write stuff you can direct your own stuff and then once you have a bit of a resume and some experience, then maybe somebody will hire you. Right. And so I was fortunate. Um, the first thing I did coming out of school was a little play that I was fortunate enough to be involved with and be one of the authors on, and that was Evil Dead the Musical. Well, I, was, I, I don't think you'd call it a little play anymore. Nah, we, we, we've, we've been very fortunate. It's been quite the little success story, but especially you know, I, considering it, that we were all really young kids right coming out of university. Sure. And, putting on a show and then it ended up having a life off Broadway and it's been touring for over a decade I now. saw it I saw it in New York yeah and you did, I yeah. Saw, I've seen it in, in its many I'm very fortunate because I know you right. and so I get to see your work in many incarnations and you know it's interesting when you know someone who does something that has sort of made a mark mm-hmm. in an industry outside of let's say your city or your country like let's say your city sure. so like your your show went on to be performed not only in Toronto where I live but all around Canada all around the United States and now it's a global production that gets seen in other countries right so you know I know you as Chris Bond my buddy right for sure but then I get to see your work and it's like wow this is so great I get to see my friends work on an international stage with company that I don't know and just to see the reaction of you know people who aren't my compatriots enjoying your work and I feel a sense of pride with it right and I will say this as biased as I am because I am good friends with Chris if you get a chance to see one of the shows that he's been involved with like Evil Dead the Musical or Night of the Living Dead 
or Cannibal, or uh, what's that one? Disenchanted. Disenchanted. Thank you. That show, yeah. Um, your your imprint on these shows really makes them, at the very least, so enjoyable to watch. But you walk away just having had a great time. That's all I can tell you. I gotta say, that was a lot of compliments. Well, I talk, I talk a lot. Jeez, oh, man, it was hard. It was a lot to take. Listen, especially in this small down, cabin, so I'm so comfortable. I can just take these compliments. Thank um, you. Hey. That means a lot, Marco. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is that I was I was writing and like composing that show and building that show. Mm. At the same time that you and I were working together yeah. in, in Tony and Tina's. And so, I mean, you were right there for the whole, from the right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so it was so it was cool that, you know, like that, to have my friends be a part of that. And now that it's still a success and it's, you know, I'm, like, I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. that there's a, a big, uh, huge audience for this show. Yeah. That, you know, people love it. And it's, I think there was a bit of a renaissance for the Evil Dead property. Oh, sure. With, with the remakes and now the TV series mm-hmm. just got renewed for a third there season. There you go. So that's fantastic. So, you know, it, it gave, the life has continued and continued. So I was lucky, but, you know, we were all just a bunch of punk mm-hmm. kids, you know, screwing around sure. and kind of walked into this really cool show. But, I mean, this was in the time when we were just, you know, Doing our big fake wedding and going out right. for Chinese food, yeah. And so it was, it's very cool that you know we're we're still homies and hanging out. Yeah, sure. And, and uh, I, it's really kind of you to say all those nice things. Now let me ask you this: You're a published author, Night of the Living Dead Live, which was an, is another. Um, what would you call it? Uh, it's show? a play. It's a play. It's a play. There is a musical element to it, but it's not yeah. a musical. Right. It's a no. But I hear you say like properties, right? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a show. It's, it's a, a show. I I, look, I say properties uh, because you know some of these shows I've written and it's like a prop. It's my property, right. or I share the property with a bunch of other. But authors. if you were to direct, let's say Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats, yeah, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber's property. property. So right. you would say this is okay. I so. would say yeah, I would say show. But well, right. I, from the on a financial end, like I have presently, I have three shows mm-hmm. that are your personal that I, property. That I have some kind of. Stake know, in stake in financially right. as an author mm-hmm. um, that are cataloged and that are you know done stock and amateur even mm-hmm. professionally uh, in you know anywhere in North America and overseas. So to me, they're properties. Awesome. And my whole my whole end game was like I want to I want to write a bunch of shows so I can just keep making money and not work because I like not working. And yet I like you, to, work, I like and, yet you, you. and yet you work so hard. Yeah, you gotta you, bust, know, you gotta bust your butt. Now, sure, but sure. Then later, you, then you, you can just take some time in the old nap pod and just you know, mm-hmm. just enjoy the the time and the comfort. And that was the whole plan. So I was like, I want to build as many properties as sure. I could. Like Andrew Lloyd Webber has a, I mean, that guy's doing pretty good. Yeah, he, he, he listen, a he's a sir too. You know? he is. That's right. Night. What's he's, your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber property? I like that I'm using property. Well, I didn't even know this term. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a show. Um, sure. You know, it's it's funny. I, it's hard to say what is my favorite. Okay. Or which one do you like? My favorite is probably just Jesus Christ Superstar because okay. I love the whole rock opera thing. And sure. It's a beautiful show. And, but I think I have a real big affinity for it. And it sounds cheesy, but you know, I'm 40, and if you were growing up in the 90s in Toronto sure. and like theater, the big thing was Joseph Donny Osmond. Okay, that's right. Joseph he was in town performing. Yeah, that's right. And my high school, this is when I first kind of caught the theater bug, was doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as 
it was being done here in Toronto. Oh. It was kind of weird how we were able to get the license. Sure. Because there's usually a radius thing. Like, if I'm putting on the professional version, there can be no other versions of the show within however many of course. kilometers. Because they steal the audience from each That's other, right? right. But sure. because we were a little high school, it was right. an all-boys Catholic school. Okay. Like, you know, there's a lot of dudes in this show. Sure. Um, they let us do it anyway. And I played the pharaoh role, like the Elvis guy. Right. And I remember my mom being having some kind of connection and I was able to get really great tickets and meet Donnie Osmond oh. and I just remember as a, as a young man like in high school being like I love Joseph Joseph sure. so I think as far as the one that is the most personal to me but it's I know it is a little bit of cheese because that was like the big no. show in the 90s that everybody saw and Donnie Osmond and that. but it was, it's a fun show you know what I really like about Joseph yeah. is that every song sounds different I gotta hand it to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay. And even though it's kind of like colorful and fun and playful and a little cheese, but it was done in a way that there was so many different genres of music, and I really, I, I, I made it. I footnoted that because when we did Evil Dead, we made a point to I wanted every song to sound different. And it does. And it does. Uh, so I was kind of because you know a that's bridge. my problem with Wicked, the the play Wicked, the musical yeah. Wicked, because I feel like I and listen, if you love Wicked. That's great, and I'm not yeah. trying to like. I I understand the artistic merit of yeah. that show and why people would love it, and you know I'm not astute when it comes to musicals, but yeah. I felt like the second act was very much like the first. Like the music sounded the, the same. The all sounds. You know, it's funny because I say that all the time. Oh, but, do you? But it's a, one of the biggest hits ever, so it's right. hard to. There's some amazing, beautiful music in it, but yeah, it sounds. It's not for me. It's there. I would say there's some elements okay. of it that sound the same. I mean, a lot of people say. I mean, Stephen Sondheim, if you ever been to a Sondheim mm-hmm. show, that because it's so comprehensive, Sondheim's music, sure. so it kind of sounds, it's so comprehensive that you can kind of hear a song and go, oh, that's a Sondheim piece. Right. Or, you know, the Gilbert Sullivan kind of, the patter songs were very good, GNS, right. you know, like the playful operetta patter songs. Sure. And, um, but uh, GNS. The Gilbert Sullivan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I was um, thinking Guns N' Roses. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but that's GNR. GNR, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, if, uh, I, I remember seeing Wicked. I actually had a friend who was in the Broadway show. Oh, amazing! I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. A long time ago, a guy I acted with doing some summer stock. He played Bach, who was, if I remember, he's like a munchkin that ends up turning into the Tin Man. That's not. It's not Tyler, is it? No. Okay. It, his name is um, Logan Lipton. Okay. And me and actually Logan and Tyler. It's funny you Tyler, Tyler Murray, who's Tyler your Murray. friend, and I became friends with him That's because right. he was in our show. But That's then I worked on a project got, that you were doing, That's and we right. had a great time. Hi to Tyler Murray. I, I should get him. I gotta get Tyler him. Tyler Murray, show. funny. Tyler Murray got me my audition at 2018. Oh, did he really? And then he got fired, and then I got hired. And he, I called him saying, Tyler, we're gonna be working together. And Tyler was like, I just got let go. But then he but went off to perform on Broadway, so it's like stuff. the guy's been on Broadway. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's he's awesome. He's he's a great guy. But it was me and Tyler. And uh, another bunch of young kids were the kind of the young company mm-hmm. at uh, a theater in Weston, Vermont. Oh wow! Did like some summer stock in Weston, and quite frankly, it was kind of like a big. It was a big deal. Like all these kids were like coming out of big universities, like, sure. or like with that had like ped- Broadway pedigree. Like you would go to, I think it was Syracuse or U of M, and. Mm-hmm. They pull these, they pluck these kids, and they would all end up on Broadway. <coughs> and here I was with them, and I wasn't that good, you know. But I was 
whatever. I don't know how I finagled my way to be with that. And Tyler is a really talented uh, dude. But there I was out in out in the green mountains of Vermont, sure. like eating cheese and having a great time and doing the show with these guys. And I think all the whole young company, Logan, everybody, a girl named Marissa McGowan, who's a big star uh, on Broadway now, all Broadway people. And then me stumbling around being terrible. So yeah, I was hanging out with all these Broadway dudes and Logan Lipton. I remember it was the same time that Evil Dead was in New York when you came to visit and he was like, Hey buddy, I'm, in Wicked and I went, oh, there you go. went and saw him and it was unbelievable I'm like and, and Wicked, Wicked at the time was the biggest show yeah it was show the biggest the show sure this is before like Book of Mormon and right and all the other it was and it is a great show mm. I mean it's so, pretty sensational but yeah I agree to, to digress and come right. back the music sounds pretty sad, yeah but it's beautiful music yeah sure it is sure yeah. it is and you, you would be able to it's no comment evil, on it's it more no evil it's no evil dead that's for sure <laughs> I, I do want to say this because we kind of mentioned that we're we're on this mattress, mm-hmm. and one of the great things about Casper mm-hmm. is that, you know, there's a lot of different foam mattresses out there, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that I'm not hot, and we're in a little pod, and one of the things that's very important to Casper is that they want to make sure that you're cool while you sleep, because if you're cool while you sleep, and not cool as in like Fonzie A, cool, but, but to sincerely like cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you sleep, you sleep better, and that was an important aspect to their mattresses. And I think what make one of the things I didn't, that want, makes I didn't want to mention it. I right. didn't want. To, I wasn't sure if it was appropriate, but like I'm kind of a big, sweaty, husky guy, and I, I'm yeah, I'm very comfortable. Mm-hmm. This this pillow too. Have you tried? This is an actual pillow. Like this is one of the great things about um, the the Natmobile is you get to test out all that. These are their sheets, and this is the pillow. And what was great was I got to see. The pillow, and it's kind of a pillow inside of a pillow. That's why it's so comfortable, because the pillowcase mm-hmm. is padded almost like, I want to say, like a duvet, and you've got a pillow inside. Well, I'm kind of a pillow snob. I mean, I oh, don't talk you? a lot about it. I am, and this pillow is pretty great. And I'm not just, I know Casper's your sponsor, but this is a good quality, well, comfortable pillow. And, was, I, and I have, I know my bad pillow. Well, here's the thing that's interesting, Chris, is that like a lot of people will spend money on mattresses, but they won't spend money on pillows. They'll just get like a really cheap pillow. Sure. And I'm like you, like I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a pillow snob, but there's certain pillows I can sleep on and certain ones I cannot. Well, I only became a pillow snob recently because I didn't really know that there was good pillows and bad pillows. I just, you, like you got pillows. Right. So I had pillows, you know, and then my wife got a pillow as a gift mm-hmm. and then I used it once and it just like my my brain melted and I was like wow this is there's actually good pillows okay. and I, I didn't realize what a bad pillow was I thought right. a pillow is a pillow, pillow is, is a, a pillow. pillow sure and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I have my head on this like piece of heaven right and I was like this is it and mm-hmm. so I started going out there and spending 150 200 dollars right. on pillows but you know what like Oh, this one's goose down, and it, right. but it, and, but it's uh, what do they call it? The remembers it comes back to right, full. Right. Sure. What is that called? I, can't I don't even know. It doesn't, you know. Right. And I'm like, what a waste. But this this thing is great, and I, you know what? Even with the, the down one, I sweat. Well, it keeps you hot. It sure. It's warm, right? So this thing here is is pretty. Yeah, great. this is an awesome pillow, and this is less than a hundred dollars for this pillow. This I think this one is eighty five. So oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So there you go. Oh, well, I listen, spent literally two hundred dollars on a wow. pillow. Wow, not I, as good as this pillow. Wow. Yeah. See that I I wouldn't do that, and I I bought quite a few pillows. I even had like a 
pillow that had like buckwheat husks in it. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, not my thing. But that's that doesn't sound. Cool. No, it 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 was a little bit weird, yeah. and it and it was the thing to food. In no, my, no, fair enough. Know, like, Anyways, yeah, check out their website, Casper.com. I noticed walking in here. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, but there was a dog bed. Oh, yeah, they do dog and beds. They do dog sheets. beds, so my dog can have the same positive experience sure. that I'm having right now in this bed. Yeah. Do you and, know what I mean? And uh, there are a couple things. You have 100 days for all their products, not right. just not just to test their bed. So the sheets, the pillows, if you don't like that pillow after 100 days, mm-hmm. send it back, no problem. Yeah, good. Um, and if you want $50 off the purchase of your mattress, go to www.caspertrial.com slash insomnia and use the promo code 50 sleep that's five zero sleep because i often think i'm say, saying you know when you say 50 people think mm-hmm. you say 15 yeah it's, it's but, a tight tight rope yeah so yeah. it's a five zero fifty dollars off five 50 zero. sleep and if you get a chance to see the nap tour or go on the nap mobile i highly recommend it because you really i mean this is pretty awesome it's uh it, you know we're in the heart of downtown toronto yeah. right now having a nap yeah like it's pretty out there um, it's essentially a, like a Winnebago, like a yeah. giant like yeah. motorhome with what, three or four pods in here. Mm-hmm. But they are big and quiet yeah. and comfortable. Listen, that's downtown. There you go. Well, thank we're you, downtown. Casper. Thank you for thank sponsoring. You, and thanks for this Natmobile that we're in. But, Chris, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. if you could direct any musical or any play that you haven't directed yet, what would it be? I, I'm, I got two faves that I've written okay. down that I've always wanted to do. Little Shop of Horrors is oh. one, because I just love... It was kind of... It's a classic, but it sure. had a, a genre element meets kind of 50s... And, and totally puppetry. Different. It has yeah, a lot yeah, going on. It has a lot. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh. comprehensive, but it's still... The, you know, the tone is light and playful yeah. and fun. And, yeah, you know, I remember being a kid. Again, I was a, I was a movie kid, and I remember, uh. you know, everyone's watching Star Wars, and sure. I'm watching, like, Little Shop of Horrors. Well, the movie was great with Rick Moranis, Steve it Martin, and yeah. John Candy, even. Was, it, was John Candy John here? Candy has a cameo. He's, like, the, he's the, what is it, uh, Seymour goes on the radio, and it's whatever, something oh, a yeah. weird, oh, okay. and it's oh, John that's, Candy. And who's, the, who's the, the plant in the movie? Okay. I want to say I'm not sure if it's. Sorry, right. I know I'm putting I you on the. One, I don't know his name, but he's one of the four tops. Oh, cool. Or one of the temptations. I think he's one of the four tops. Okay. Like, I don't know what. I can't Sorry about that. Name. Sorry. No, that's okay. But yeah. he's amazing. I mean, he's sensational. Yeah. And also, I was. You know what? I I hate to be a, th- a bit of a theater nerd, but no. the first musical I ever directed was Pirates of Penzance, and I was really into Gilbert and Sullivan. Like, it just the people take the classics and for me the classics was G and S they were kind of the pioneers of you know witty lyrics you know in an operetta you know? okay. it doesn't get more old school than that like being sassy and funny in an sure. operetta so uh, with all their patter fun and I remember watching the Kevin Klein movie as a kid again I, you know there's all these cool kids watching sure. you know hey man watch Conan this weekend and right. I was like nah Pirates of Penzance Kevin okay, Klein cool. Angela Lansbury Lover, she's and great, I, and I'm also straight. I just want to add. Well, that. fair enough. Yeah, well, I think I need that caveat. Well, just, I think everyone can enjoy it, regardless of. Uh, uh, indeed, yeah. indeed. But you know, as a as a like a oh, as a kid, as sure, an eight year old boy, yeah. you know, I'm like, man, this I'm is Kevin what I Klein. Yeah. I really dig this. What about okay? So my favorite is Les Mis. It's a great show. I love that I mean, show. It's a classic. I love that show. There's there's shows like especially if you live in Toronto. Right. You know, Toronto was kind of the 
I don't want to call it poor man's Broadway, right. but we were kind of, it was New York, London, Toronto. Mm. Now I think Chicago is probably in the mix, sure. Probably, but yeah, Toronto definitely took a step back with right. big production shows. Sure. Uh, but can't, for Toronto, for the longest time, the theater scene was really hot, especially right. on the commercial level. Sure. And the Mervishes were bringing in, were building, not bringing in, building big cats right Les Mis the Mervishes are producers um, of shows in, in Toronto, Toronto in case so. you haven't heard about them and uh, they do great stuff and it was a big deal it was a big deal to go on a night at the theater oh, man. I remember being you know 14 and you put a suit on and you'd have a nice yeah. dinner and you'd go to see Les Mis yeah. and so there's kind of Toronto staples cats Phantom Les Mis um Joseph, sure. Things that played here forever. Showboat, played here. Showboat, Showboat played you know, forever. Played for a few years. Yeah. Uh, tons and tons of these shows, but mm. those ones, those kind of like four or five in particular, I think every theater kid, mm. like people, someone who's my age or close and about, those were the shows you grew up seeing, and it sure. was probably the first show you saw. Right. I remember the first musical I ever saw was Phantom in that. You know the chandelier yeah, spin, and I was just like, well, well, "This is the greatest!" I loved it. So yeah, I think in Toronto, not so now. It's more about bringing it. There's some shows that are built here, but it's more about tours and bringing in shows from other places sure. and things. And um, the, the, I don't think that a night in the theater is is as revered as it used to be. You know, as far on the on the right. big commercial. But end. that said, you know what, uh, Bondo, or Chris. <laughs> I don't know what to call you. I'll call you, I'll call you, I'll call you by your... Um, but Chris, so we've had some awesome things that actually came from Toronto. Like, And mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about your show, mm-hmm. um, Evil Dead, the musical, but like The Drowsy Chaperone, and most Amazing recently... Show. Come uh, From Away. Come Beautiful From Away. Show. Did yeah. you see that one? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, uh, Mike Rubinoff, um, who runs Sheridan College, yeah. and he's got his beautiful Canadian musical theatre project, yeah. and they're they're developing just new works and he came up with the concept for uh, the idea of this story sure. in Gander, Newfoundland and, right. and 9-11 and, and he brought in people to build it and he built it with the kids at the school amazing he used schools resources and then you take a few years later and it's on Broadway and, and he's such a nice guy he's, oh, he's great yeah. he, he worked on Evil Dead for a time oh he actually. did okay yeah really talented dude and yeah. it was it's so special to see something you know and when you know that guy you yeah. know hey I know that guy <laughs> and now I see him at the Tony Awards yeah. it's pretty special yeah. you know uh, and so yeah the great Canadian musicals come from away yeah. Drowsy Chaperone Evil Dead yeah Evil Dead and a Green Gables then maybe Evil Dead but you know maybe top five and, and a Green Gables has a musical yeah that's a Canadian oh, oh, yeah. is it a musical it's a big okay. show oh, it's oh. go to Charlottetown it's playing I didn't realize it was a musical no I I'm a little bit when it comes to Anna Green Gables you know, not, I don't I don't Gables, so. oh, but I, I watch the series Anne okay which would be oh, Anne with an E the, is this the new one yeah it's the new one is it good I liked it yeah I liked it and my wife's a bit more of a purist when okay. it comes to angry she needs Megan Gables. follows well, the old school stuff and she's like it's not they're they're taking liberties that the book doesn't have and they're right. making it darker I heard they're and, making it a little darker yeah. that's and so and yeah. she was a little bit not I don't want to say she wasn't she didn't enjoy it mm-hmm. but there were some things that if you're an Anne of Green Gables purist mm-hmm. might not jive with you yeah no my you know what my wife I'll say this. My wife is from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. She's uh, from, she lived, born in Taipei. Yeah. 
loves Anne of Green Gables. Like sure. The Asian market yeah. loves Anne of Green Gables. It's all because... They flock out to Charlottetown. To McCarthy, during the war, mm-hmm. his daughter loved the book. Really? And so he made it part of the required reading. Oh, wow. Or something like that. Anyways, because of it, because of him, it's, really? it's had a huge That's impact. Incredible. Yeah. I wish I knew this. I wish I knew the history of yeah. that better. But yeah. well, like I'm just like, how how did my wife find it? Like mm-hmm. you live in Taipei, sure. but it's a big, it's huge, it's a part of their yeah. curriculum, yeah. and they love it. And there's the, all the TV shows and all. And so she, for years, she's like, you know, I want to go to PEI. We mm-hmm. got to go to PEI. And, yeah. uh, we haven't been yet, but, but it's, 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 it's on your table. list. It's on your list. I can't say I, I've watched much of it, but it is. It's nice that this big Canadian story has become, yeah. you know, something that. Yeah. We, yeah. So a musical that we can be proud of, there and just a, a a great, uh, I mean, a, a, a tradition now sure. at least, you know, and hopefully, you know, come from away is a Newfoundland-inspired, like Highland Celtic kind of flavored, uh, beautiful show, yeah. and so uh, it's it'll have a life in Canada forever and ever and ever. Awesome. And then my singing and dancing zombies. Listen, you know, hey. I can't Everybody wait to see what taste. you have next in store for us. Well, I'm I'm presently developing a. Um, a don't gross. say don't say it unless you're ready to say it. Like you know, oh, this like is I don't want it to get stolen or anything if it's not. Uh, you know what? You spooked me. So okay, sorry. Well, oh, there you go. You know what? I don't want to get anybody who's trying to sleep here too excited. Fair enough. You know what? We'll talk about it in a ne- another episode because there's more stuff I want. We're we're at the end of our episode. Oh, that's too bad. I'm yeah. enjoying myself. Listen, I was having a great time. I don't want to leave this nap pod here well I mean, it's, it's nice the screen is down so i might just you know you might just pop out just i might just not turn it up and and just like crash for about five minutes well, this here. is great i think it's great that just you know we can we can just uh, just turn off the lights have a snooze there you go in downtown toronto on all this comfy stuff there you go i the funny thing is i didn't know what i was getting myself into and you called me down here i yeah. didn't know we were well, by the way, you're gonna be in this nap pod, and yeah. this nap pod is awesome. Well, it's great because you're up for anything. That's one thing I gotta say about Chris. Chris, <laughs> I want to mention where people can follow you on Instagram so that they they can get they can get more information of what you were about to tell us. And I stopped oh, you. Okay, very so oh, sneaky. So I like that. If if you want to follow, follow Chris Bond on Instagram, it's uh, at Bondo B O N D O Chris Bond. And I'll put it in in our little show notes. Oh, so if you want to find it, so it's great. at Bondo. I called him that earlier. If you heard. In the, in the podcast. That's right. It's my nickname. Yeah. At Bondo Chris Bond. Bondo Chris Bond. And, and I'm in, at the real Marco Timpano. Oh, yeah, I follow you. Because Marco you Timpano, too, right? I took. Of course yeah. I took. I follow yeah. you. There's another Marco Timpano? No, I have Marco Timpano. I just can't remember the password, so oh, I, had no. to, I had to do that. I, you know what? If I actually remember, I started my Instagram account right here. Oh, isn't that funny? Um, yeah, like I was downtown. And uh, not far from where we are now, yeah. and I had just discovered Instagram, and, I, and he, there's a lot of pressure about your Instagram name yes. because you you don't realize you're stuck with it. You yeah. can't change it. Uh, like you're no, no, you're, that's it. Instagram that's it. name, and I feel like I could have done better, you know. Oh. I, but I was just I want I had to get on that day. Yeah, I did that for my wife. She was in the shower, and I yeah. and she said she was thinking of possible names for her Instagram, yeah. and so Amanda's a riot is her yeah. one, and so I set it up, and she came out. And she's like really upset because she's like, I don't know if I want that. It sounds a little bit like you're trying to trying hard. to hard. Yeah. And she was like really upset. I don't mean that in a bad way. No, no. I mean, but she now she lo- actually is a riot. Now so. she loves it. But yeah. at the time she was a little bit like, I, I don't know if she loves it, but she's she's cool with it you now. But what? yeah, because I was like, do I want my nickname in there? And I think I think I wanted something more ri- ridiculous. Sure. I'm probably glad I didn't take. I think I wanted Bonderosa. 
Bondosaurus, something <laughs> stupid. Right. And I, I was actually probably good that they weren't available. Right. Some other, some other, some other idiot walked into that <laughs> trap. Um, but uh, it's a lot of pressure. You sure sit there and it's like, what is your username? And it's mm. like, I, I didn't, I didn't come prepared. So let me. This is a, a note to all you insomniacs out there who are about to get onto Instagram. Do the research. Pick it wisely. Don't have one. Have three or four ready to go. Because trust me, most of them will be gone. And remember your password. Remember. Write it down. Put it in a little book somewhere. Written. Mm -hmm. Not not on your phone that you're Mm going to lose or on a tablet that's Mm going to break. Write it in a little book that says passwords and hide it under a floorboard. And trust me, you're doing yourself a favor. Well, listen. One thing we don't have to do is hide under this floorboard because this mattress is awesome. I want to thank Casper and their Natmobile. And I particularly want to thank... Chris Bond for being on our podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Marco. And can I just can I do a quick plug before we? Please, that's one quick plug. I know you plugged me. No, no, I didn't realize we. we... But uh, Evil Dead the musical is coming back to Toronto for all the Torontonians who listen to your show. I know there's a lot of them. Um, It's coming back in November. We're at the Randolph Theater for three weeks, so you can check us out on EvilDeadTheMusical.com. No, can anyone check that website? to see if it's coming to a city at the... Absolutely, okay. can. So it's not just a Toronto-centric site. Okay. It's for all of our shows. You can see all the shows around the world. Their stock, amateur, whatever. We have a show on the Strip in Las Vegas right now. Oh, we have cool. a show opening up in Korea, which is exciting. Amazing. Well, we did it before. It's coming back. It's really exciting. So that website is... EvilDeadTheMusical.com There you go. So I will also have that in the show notes That'd in case you are drifting off and, and you want to check it out after yeah try to yeah have, have your nap now and then check it out later see this yeah. amazing show when you're alert thank you chris thank you Marco. as always the insomnia project is produced by drumcast productions and this episode was recorded in the natmobile on a casper mattress with a casper pillow as we lie down in toronto thank you and until next time good night Marco.